Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Mem Beis. Today's shiz li'ilunishma Silana Basvili. May the Shama have an aliyah and her memory be a blessing. Um, we're going to go from the fourth last line of Mem Aleph Amud Beis, 41b. So the Gemara has been discussing what is the source for shlifus in the Torah, either that you can get someone to act on your behalf. What's the source? And now we're going back. The, the source mentioned, um, well, we mentioned in different areas of the Torah we need a different source, like well, whether it's to do with chol, like uh, divorce or marriage, or whether it's to do with kodshim, etc. And we mentioned what was the source for shlichus by kodshim, because the Pasuk says, the whole congregation will shech the common Pesach. Is what do you mean? Not the whole congregation. Only one person shechted it. So you see, no, it's one person on of everyone, and it's as if they shechted it. So now the Gemara <coughs> back to that point and says, Honi Chaler ben Korcha. Okay, that explanation fits very well with Rabbi Yishuv ben Korcha. Ela Rabbi Yoinus and the Mafik Leila Hai Krol Drosha Frina. Rabbi Yoinus and who uses that posuk for another Drosha Minolon. What's his source that Shlichus works by Kodshim? So let's now just says what does he use that pasuk for? He uses that pasuk for this other drosh. It's the Tanya Rebbe Yonas and Omi Rebbe Yonas and says Minanche Kol Yisrael Kulan Yotzim BePesach Echod. How do we know that the whole of an Israel can fulfill their obligation with one korban Pesach? What a, a bold statement. We'll see. I'll tell you the novelty soon. It says Shenema is a pasuk says VeShoftu Asokol Kala Das Yisrael VeNorbaim. And they, the whole congregation of Israel, they shall shecht it in the afternoon. Now, what do you mean the whole, everyone, every, the whole of B'nai Israel will shecht it? No, one person will shecht it. So what does it mean that the whole of B'nai Israel will shecht it? It's coming to teach us that the whole of B'nai Israel can fulfill their obligation with one Pesach. What's the coming to teach us? What's the Membeis uh, Amud Aleph towards the top? What's it coming to tell us? I mean, it's the, this price that the whole of Israel can fulfill. So there's a machloikas in Psoch, um, there's a machloikas to do with the Korban Pesach. Do you have to eat a kazais to fulfill your obligation? Or do you have to just shech the Korban Pesach, have the blood sprinkled on your behalf to fulfill your obligation? So Rabbi Yoinasan is of the opinion that. As long as the blood of the Korban Pesach is sprinkled on your behalf, you fulfill your obligation even if you don't eat. Because you can imagine, if you have one lamb for the whole of B'nai Israel, everyone's going to get a tiny little... What's it? One one, uh, one cell. Yeah, one, uh, one barley-sized uh, piece of meat. So therefore, um, we see that... No, what it's teaching us is that the whole of B'nai Israel can fulfill. But Zrika Saddam, if the blood is sprinkled on your behalf, you fulfilled your mitzvah. Um, so, so where's Rabbi Yonasan going to know this principle that we have, you can appoint a shliach by kodshim? So he says, Minay, he can know it from it. I, even for that drosha of Rabbi Yonasan to get off the ground, there is the assumption that you can have one person shechting on behalf of the Hobon Israel. What difference does it make whether it's like we saw earlier, the original source was, ah, oh, so you have one person shechting for the whole group. And here we say, no, you have one person shechting for the whole of an Israel. But built into the assumption of the whole of an Israel is that he shechting on behalf of everyone. It says, But this might be different because there's shutfus. What does it mean? 
he is he's acting on his behalf and on other people's behalf. Uh, he's not just acting on someone else's behalf. When you, uh, we will we'll come to coaching, but this is the obvious example. When you give someone kiddushin on behalf of your friend, you're not doing anything for you. You're doing a totally for him. So, so to with Kodjim, how do maybe that's not the case? So there's no elamehacha, so you have to go to a different source. Each person will have a lamb for their house, a lamb for their, fa- for, for, for their family, a lamb for their household. Now, it seems that Josh is they will take each man. I we changing from plural to singular because the one person doesn't behalf of everyone. Obviously, but there also he has shutfus in it. He's involved. He's getting not only is he getting the lamb for his family, it's getting the lamb for him and his family. It says no, in came trei So why do I need two psukim? They seem to be telling us the exact same thing that you can have one person collecting, um, sorting out the common pesach for the whole group. It's a must bit. We don't need two psukim to tell me that. So, if it's not in a case where exactly where it's relevant to, it must be coming to teach a case that it's not so relevant to. And that would be even where the person is not a shutaf in it. But wait, we use the second possible for a drosha, for a drosha of Rabbi Yitzchak. A man, an adult, can acquire something on behalf of other people, but a child cannot acquire something on behalf of other people. So that Pesach's learned out. So we're back to our starting point. Maybe Pakodshim Shutfus works, but Shlichus doesn't. I'm using the word Shutfus, but as I explained, it means I can act on our behalf when it's for all of us. So the Gemara says, no, Miva'ish Lefi Ochlo Nafka. There he learns it out. Sure, no problem. Miva'ish Lefi Ochlo Nafka. He learns it out from each man according to um, each man according to what he eats. I, there's another ish to learn out this drosh of only an adult can acquire it on behalf of other people. Still, we need that opinion to teach us that you can check the Korban Pesach for an individual. I do, when you check the Korban Pesach, does it have to be a group or can it always even be for one person? Can I get my own lamb and check it? Get them to yeah, it on my behalf. Okay. Get a small lamb. So that's, I mean, that's the Halakha question. And if that's the case, so we kind of have two psukim. The one is Ish Leves Avos and Ish, <coughs> and what was the other one? Ish Lefi And we're trying to learn out what we really wanted was for both of those psukim to be extra. The one to teach us that Shlichus works, well, that if it's a Shlichus it works, and the second one that even Shlichus works, Bakochim. But now he's using the second pasuk for other droshes. First he wanted to use it for Rebbe Yitzchak, because there's no Rebbe Yitzchak, there's another word in that pasuk. And now he's saying, oh, but it's coming to teach us that you can shift off on Pesach for one person. This is no, so Lok Manta Omar, Rebbe Yochanan would hold like the opinion, ain't shoyt in Pesach ala you can't shift the Koban Pesach for an individual. Right? So the second pasuk is spare. Once it's spare, it's coming to teach us shlichus. Now we go. Yeah, now what the Gemara is going to do is we mentioned we can learn out between Kodshim and Gitin 
between uh, what's it a tarashave basically of kodshim and kitin that shlichus works in basically all cases in the Torah. Now what's going to trouble us is Rav seems to give a different source. And the issue is, why would Rav give a different source? We've already learned out the source. So that's what the Gemara is going to deal with now. It says, But wait, what about what Rav Gidl said in the name of Rav? How do we know that a person's shliach is like him? It sounds like the laws of shliach. It says, And you'll have a nasi from each of the tribes. Uh, this is discussing the division of the land. The Torah says one leader, one representative <coughs> from each tribe will accept the land on, and divide it on behalf of that tribe. So Rab seems to be saying, what's the source for Shlichus? This pasuk of dividing the land, let the Nasi acquire it on behalf of everyone else. There's no type of blade, Shlichus Mahachesh. Why doesn't Rab learn out Shlichus from Gitin and Kiddushin like we said? It says, is it logical that Rav's teaching us the laws of Shlichus here? Do you think it's logical to say that Rav is referring to Shlichus in the classical sense? Again, that I ask you to do something on my behalf. He says, Katanim cannot appoint Shlichim. And remember, this division of the land and the acceptance of the land is also on behalf of Young children. If they're very young, when they went into Eretz Yisrael and they divide the land and he accepts it, that's his share. Even though he's a mana. And again, so shlichus, we've already seen, well, what would almost be a hint to shlichus is there has to be appointment of a shliach. And yeah, so Rav can't be speaking about shlichus. So, Ela Kihod Rav, the Rava by Rav Huna. It must be like Rav, Rav said, name of Rav Huna. The Omar Rav Huna, Rav Omar, sorry, Rav Rav by Rav Huna. The Omar Rav by Rav Huna, Omar Rav Gil, Omar Rav. I mean, I just zakin le'odam shelo b'fonov. How do we know that you can acquire something on behalf? You can do something meritorious to the advantage of someone else shelo b'fonov. Shenemar as it says, v'nasi echod, v'nasi echod. Either princes can behalf of someone else. Now this is quite amazing. So. This, what, what, well, before we get into what's, uh, well, what I was going to say is amazing. Obviously, it's all amazing. It's Gemara and it's Hashem's Torah. But um, what I wanted to focus on. So firstly, Rashi explains that, um, how, what, what are we saying here? How do we learn out this concept of Zakin L'Odam Chalobafano from this? Because they're manas. And it's saying, nevertheless, this Nasi can acquire on their behalf. Um, it's not coming to teach us about a shliach. It's coming to teach about the principle of because the children are as if they're not there. Because they can't ask it. They can't ask the Nasi. They all say, okay, I'm happy for you to go and accept my portion in the land. So it's as if they're not there. And yet he's acting on their behalf. We see you can act on behalf of someone who's not there. Where it is? Zakin, where it's to their advantage. Let me just finish the Rashi. And since the Nachla of Eretz Israel is, is good for them, he can do it. Um, what, what's their, their share is their share. Yes, what did you want to I was going to say, I thought there was a special dispensation for the uh, getting inheritance of Israel because of the. 
So what would be, what, so what, what, well firstly, but then what's the special dispensation and secondly, why would that affect us here? Because a woman can accept the land when she, uh, on behalf of the land. On behalf of. The laws of Eretz Yisrael there that's discussed by Ben Oslochot is the laws of Yerusha. Inheritance. Inheritance. And a woman can inherit where there are no brothers. There might be other chidushim of how it's divided amongst, because of you got after the people who left Egypt and the people who went into Egypt. So there might be some chidush there. But very simply, it's the laws of... Uh, uh, the laws of inheritance, no. the laws of inheritance uh, that a woman... Not of, not of acquiring. And a woman can acquire and a woman can appoint a shliach. We don't have an issue with that. That's, I mean, that's how the Perek started off. Um, a woman can also a woman can also appoint a shliach to accept kiddushin for her. That's how the Perek started off. So a woman can <coughs> a shliach. That's not, a, that's not bothering. It's not funny. Children can't appoint a shliach. Oh, so how's this Nazi acquiring the land on their behalf? You can act on behalf of someone in their interests, even when they're not there. And so that you can act on behalf of children in their interests. So now the Gemara says, You're telling me this is a zechus? says this could also be to their detriment because there are those people who would prefer mountain and not valley and those who would prefer valley and not mountain. I different people have different needs. You know, do you want to be a grain farmer or a herdsman? You know, you're going to need different types of land. So, 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 so how can you say it's this when this Nazi goes and accepts land on behalf of other people? It might not be what they really want. So you can't tell me it's from the principles of Mazak in Shalobafanov. So he says, no, actually, the Elaka the Rava Baravuna, the Omar Rava Baravuna, no, this is actually going like the teaching of Rava Baravuna, who said, Omar Rav Gidl, Omar Rav, Omar Rav, in the name of Rav Gidl, in the name of Rav, how do we know that if you have orphans who are dividing the assets of their father? I think the easiest way, yeah, um, talk about manas. That Beisdin appointed an apitropos, uh, an administrator, a guardian, to act on their behalf. To their disadvantage and to their advantage. Now the Gemara just jumps in and says, How can you tell me that you, why would Beisdin do that? Appoint a guardian to their disadvantage? That doesn't make sense. What are we dealing with? What's it? A vindictive, vindictive uh, based in? says, no. What it means is a chov that will, on condition that it's zuchus. So what's the source for that? But nasi echot, nasi echot, nasi echot, nasi echot, Okay, one nasi per child shall take away. What this is, let, let me just go back a step. I realize, don't think I explained it carefully enough, is that when these orphans come to divide land, the advantage is, or the, their father's estate, the advantage is that it's divided and it's divided fairly and you have the apitropos working on their behalf. And, but there's always the chance or maybe even the realistic aspect that this orphan's going to get that house and that orphan's going to get this house. And it's going to turn out when he grows up, he says, I would have much preferred that house. Are they worth the same value, the same size, same area, you know? It's like, no, but this one turns out to be 
closer to my or further closer or further from my emails. You know, that's an advantage to him. Or uh you I don't that house would have suited me much better. You know, whatever the motivation is, he it's a schus that you that this Apitropos is acting on his behalf, but it could have this in my understanding, a dimension of a chov. It could be that the child, when he grows up, is not going to be happy with the share that he received. So how do we know that? But that's only inheritance. Or what? It wasn't when the, when the land was divided. No, he's saying it's the exact same thing. Didn't when the land was divided... Didn't Adossi maybe uh, uh, accept the whole tract of land for the whole tribe and then divided it up? To suit the people. Uh, so, so I was wondering about that, but even without that, you, he's definitely acting on the miners' behalf, whether or not they go, whether or not when they grow up, they're going to be happy on it. Question is, that's that he's using his prerogative to divide the land yeah. on behalf of someone, and it's a schus to get land in Eretz Israel is a schus. It's a good thing. It's not anything else. Do you want, do you want a house in Eretz Israel? No, no, no. That's a chov. Maybe with taxes and stuff, it could be. Um, but uh, no, everyone's going to say, I'd love land in Eretz Israel. I'd love land in Eretz Israel. That's a schus. Oh, it's going to turn out that maybe that's not the exact area or whatever uh, type of land that he wanted. He would have preferred uh, valley instead of mountainous or whatever. That's uh, that's still considered a schus. Even though it's a I'm saying that would be then a deal. You can go into, but then you know it might return in the Yeovil year. Um, but what your question was, part of your question was bothering me is, let's say the adults at the time, could they put in a protest? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, you know, you assume I'm thinking that uh, so I'm worried about it as well. Because, uh, okay, so I'm not sure about that. But the adult, um, but either way, the child that's definitely on his behalf, and we're saying that it ends up being a chovai, that's not the land he would have wanted. Again, whether you can do something about it or not, it still determines whether it's a chov or a schus. Do you see that, Gavin? Yeah, yeah. Even if, let's say the Nazi selected all the land and then he divided it up, Ruben gets this, Shimon gets this. Levi gets this, obviously not different trials, but different, different people, people. Um, and they come and complain. No, 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 Ruvain and Levi want to swap lands or whatever. The Nazi could say, too bad, it's already been done. That, that, that could still be a schus and a chov. Even, um, again, even if it's not exactly what you wanted, and we say that that schus and chov is still considered Mazakin Aram Shalobofanov. And it's final. That's the novelty of this teaching of Rav Gidol, this final teaching of Rav Gidol Amarab that we learn out from Nasi Echod. Nasi Echod is that he's acting on behalf of people, even though it, when overall it's a schus, even though in a detail of it is a chov. Okay, and carrying on. Oh, one interesting thing is there's a big discussion regarding, so we kind of made a distinction between shlichus and, good morning, welcome. We've made a distinction between shlichus and zakil orem shalom And it sounds from this Gemara that they're clearly distinct, that they're two very different, um, they're two very different mechanisms. 
that one can work for a child, one can't work, um, one works um, without, yeah, without a thing. But there's a big discussion amongst the Rishonim because some learn that Mazakin La'oram Shalabafonov is built is a subcategory of Shlichus. It is acting on someone's behalf. But according to this Gomorrah, that would be quite difficult. You'd have to look into those Rishonim. How do they learn this Gomorrah? Which clearly says, in this case, Shlichus wouldn't work, but the Zakin Oram would work. If you're telling me that they're the same thing, they should be different. But, okay, that's a, sep- that's a discussion on this piece. Um, let's carry on in the Gomorrah. So, Amr Rav Nachman and Amr Rav Shmuel. Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel, Yesonim Shabbat Lachloik. Well, we've now got on to a slightly new theme. So, Amr Rav Nachman and Amr Shmuel, Yesonim Shabbat Lachloik, Benich Se'avim. When you have Yesonim who are coming to divide the assets of their fathers, and I'm going to learn this according to the Quran, it just makes, it's just quite an easy way to learn it based on the Rambam. We're talking about where they're ch- minors and adults. So, so based in Mamidim Lohem Apitropos, based in a point of Apitropos for the youngsters, the miners, Uvoirim Lohem Chelek Yofe. And they try to get the best share possible. Again, you can imagine if you have, I don't know, four brothers dividing land, two of them adults, two of them children, there's a good chance that the children will get, uh, what's the shafted. They'll get like low. But, so you point an Apitropos to fight for them to get the best, best share possible. It's Obviously. For the children, yeah, the, the miners. Well, that, I'm saying that's what you, that's what you have to say. Everyone's going to be a little bit upset. That's what the, yeah, um, that's there's a there's a I forgot the word, but lawyers have the phrase um, that basically if everyone's a little bit upset, then you know you've done it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. Um, <laughs> they have a technical term. Um, But he says, but if they grow up, they're able to protest. This was done on their behalf. They're not happy. They say, I would have preferred the one uh, closer to this shul than that shul. And therefore, they're able to protest. Rav Nachman says, if they grow up, they're not able to protest. What's What's the point of what Beisdim has done? If Beisdim appointed Apitropos and they go through the division and the child still, when he grows up, able to say, cancel it, well then Beisdim are like wasting their time. It, uh, it's, um, at all, it's bad for their reputation. Oh look, Beisdim oh, d- did nothing. Um, so he says, Oh, me, Israel, Rabnachman, Imkain, Ma, Koch, Beisdim, Yopet. Does Rabnachman really, is really, Rabnachman really concerned about this? That uh, what's the power of Beisdin? Says for Hotzran we learned in a Mishnah Shumatayonim Shepiskushus Oyhosirushus Machram Potel. If something was sold based on Beisdin's evaluation and they were out by a sixth, the sale is cancelled. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Oimer Machron Kam. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says no, the sale stands. Now according to Rabbi Nach. Um, What's the power of Beisdin? And Rav Huna says the name of Rav Nachman that Aloch is like Chachomim. I that the sales, um, you can, it's cancelled. If Beisdin make a wrong calculation in their valuation and they still go through with the sale, the sale's cancelled. But now that's arguing on Rav That seems to be saying we don't give authority power to Beisdin. 
Whereas we just said that we do give authority to Bayezdin to the degree that if Rav Nachman just said that if we do give authority to Bayezdin that if their halacha is determined we don't um, Oh, once Bayesdin have made their sale, it stands. Sorry, so sorry, I'm saying it unclearly. Rav Nachman says in Al Gomorrah regarding the division of Yerusha, it stands. Because otherwise you're undermining Bayesdin. Yeah. Comes along this teaching of Rav Nachman and he paskins like Chachomim that the sale does not stand. Which is say, if Bayesdin says. if they can prove that the Bayesdin doesn't. Oh, so, this, so that's going to be the one. But the, the other minute at the moment is here, based in make a division, and we say it doesn't matter. We stay, stick by it even if the person's not happy. There, Bayesdin go through with the sale, and we don't stick with it, right. even though Bayesdin have made all the decisions. So that seems to contradict this principle of Makwach Bayesdin Yofe. No, in, uh, in this case, is the, co- the court made a mistake and therefore they can retract. But the Ba'apitropos, there was no mistakes there. It was just the child grew up and said, I'm not happy. But there were no mistakes. So that would be the difference. Oh, if Bayesdin didn't make a mistake, <coughs> well then what's this child complaining about? If <coughs> the child's coming along and saying, look, the field you gave me is inferior, the field you gave me is worthless, you know, you didn't divide it fairly. That's a good complaint. But if Basin didn't make a mistake, they got the values perfectly. This guy ended up with two million rand, and this guy ended up with two million rand. Like, it's per, what, what's he complaining about? He says, no, he's complaining about the direction. It's like, I wanted the field to the north, I wanted the field, oh, now I would have preferred the field to the south. As I said, it wanted, when it's closer to the Shul Yudavanat, or Rashi gives another example, is maybe... Uh, he had land from another source to the north, so he wants them to be adjacent, you know, whatever the reason is, but that's too bad according to Rav Nachman. Okay, once we, um, you know, again, carrying on with halachas of brothers who divide, Omar Rav Nachman ha'achin shecholku, brothers who divide, harei hein kelekuchos, they are like buyers, pochos mishtus nikne mechas. So, oh, sorry. We're saying that brothers are like buyers. Okay. When they inherit their father, theoretically, they each get a designated portion. We just don't know what they each inherited. So how do we view the exchange that one brother says, okay, you take the house on street A and I'll take the house on street B. Each brother's selling their share to the other brother in exchange for the brother's share in that piece of property. So they buyers. But now once we've said they buyers, Rav Nachman extends it. He says, oh, once you're saying they like buyers, then you kick in the laws of Onah. What the laws of Onah? Very simply, uh, there's a big discussion in Babu Metziah. I mean, it's a discussion here and in Babu Metziah. So six years. If you buy something and the, and the price is you are overcharged or, or someone paid you less but it's within a sixth of the value, it's too bad the sale stands. We assume, that, again, according to Rashi, we assume that the guy doesn't really care enough to, he wouldn't, to cancel it. If it's <coughs> more than a sixth, then the sale's cancelled. Mekach bottle. If it's exactly a sixth, then you give back the difference. The sale stands, but you pay the difference. 
That's the halachas of Odna. And that's what Rav Nachman is going to say. Oh, once we consider brothers who divide, we're going to give them the same halachas as? As, as if they bought the land to do with Odna. And he says as follows, If it's less than a sixth, then what he acquires is a good sale. Yes, there are stus bottomekach. If it's more than a six, then the sales cancelled. Stus, if it's exactly a six, kono or no, he acquires it and he returns or no. So two brothers divided. Turns out the one property was worth, I don't know, much more than a six than the other property. They thought it was a property worth two million and a property worth two million. Turns out the one property is worth three million. So that's much more than a six. So therefore the whole, the division, the lekuchos of the two brothers is cancelled and they would have to redivide, etc. Now Rav is going to elaborate on Rav Nachman's um, teaching. So, so, Omar Rav, Hoda Omran Pachos Mishtus Nekna Mekach Lo Omran Ela, the Loi Shavia Shliach. This that we say less than a Shtus, the sale stands, that's only when he didn't appoint a Shliach. Aval Shavia Shliach, if he appointed a Shliach, Omar he says, he could say, I appointed you to my advantage and not to my disadvantage. So if even if it's less than a six, I didn't appoint you to lose, I don't know, it's a huge property worth 50 million, but I didn't appoint you to lose uh, 10, 10, uh, 50,000 or whatever, 500,000, whatever it is, anything less than a six. This that if it's more than a six, the Mekach is cancelled, is only whether, where they did not say, let's divide it through Beisdin's evaluation. If they've used the assessment of Beisdin, Mokron Kayim, the sale stands. So if you said, okay, look, let's go through Beisdin, they'll evaluate the property and divide it, then even if it turns out that it's much more than a sixth different, it stands. Rashi, if I understood, well, here, if I understood Rashi correctly, he's kind of saying that when a person says, let's hand it over to Beisdin, they're saying we go by what they say regardless. Um, the Tznan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Shum Hadayonim Shepichso Shtus Oy Hotziru Shtus Mochrom Bottle. Again, this is going back on the same Mishnah, the concept of can Beisdin, how do we view this mistake by Beisdin? The first opinion, the Chachomim hold that Mochrom Bottle, the sale is cancelled. Uh, we don't hold by this concept, even though Beisdin did it. If they make a mistake, it's cancelled. Rabbi Shimon Gamil, Omeh Mochrom Kaim, Rabbi Shimon Gamil says the sale stands, and obviously here, robbers pass getting like Rabbi Shimon Gamil. At the sale stands. Um, and now we're going into the third permutation. This that he says, if it is exactly a sixth, the sale stands. However, he has to return the difference. That's specifically with metaltalin. There's no ona by land. Just before we get there, this is a big discussion. It sounds from here and it sounds from Rashi that this halacha that the sale stands but you return the difference does not apply by land. Either exactly when it's a sixth, only mutaltim, but not by land where it's exactly a sixth. Which implies that the other halacha, let's say it's much more than a sixth, if it's much more than a sixth, it sounds like it would stand. The, the laws of Onah. And the whole thing would be 
bottle. The difficulty is others like here, Tosfos. I mean, they may, there's a lot of discussion on it now. I just want to try and go a bit faster today. Um, the, but the other Rishonim who learn very clearly and adamantly know none of the laws of Onar would apply by land. When, even, if it's, even if it said, oh, this house is worth one million and then it's sold for three million, much, you know, totally crazy amount, or the land was divided by the two brothers, or one ending up with a hovel and one ending up with a mansion, they thought they were worth the same, whatever happened there, ain't Onar Bakarka. That's the. That, that is another opinion in the Rishonim. Um, what would be the difference? So land, it's very hard to set a price of land. That depends. Is it near to the shul you want? Is it near to family? Is it, uh, you know, are people saying it's a good market, a bad market? It's very hard to say that there's or not. So therefore, and any amount, there would be no or not. Um, yeah. So that's so. How does the COJ evaluate your property? They just do the. They just thumbsuck. Absolutely thumbsuck. Okay, let's go. So that's so. So, but okay. Either way, ain't onale karkos. Bengal says umakaila omran ella de polugalia. This that we say there's no naba. Um, land is where they divided based on value. It says aval polug b'mash choso if they. Divided by measurement lot, then we do not say it. Aye? That we don't say there's no on our bakaka, there is on our. If the way we dividing these two houses is based on square meter, and it turns out that the one person gets an extra square meter, that's not fair. That there is on our. It's only when we did it by value. Oh, this house is worth 2 million and this house is worth 2.1 You know, that's when we say there's no on our. But when it's by measurement, you can't say there's no on our. It says, Kedarabo, Rabba, Dama, Rabba, Kol, Dover, Shabbidu, Mishkal, Minyan, Afilipochos, Mishdao, No, Nami, Choyzer. Anything that's sold by measurement, I think that's like volume, weight, or number, even less than a six, you can return. If I'm buying a dozen eggs, can't, and that's only 11 eggs, or they're 13 eggs, can't say, ah, oh, that's less than a six, there's no, no. When you're dealing with numbers or weight, or measurement, then it's set and there's the dinim of now, the whole thing's cancelled, even if it's a very little bit less in the difference. Okay, Vahodat. Thank you, you to have a meaningful fast. And Vahodat Nan. Okay, now, so we took a little bit of a detour to discuss inheritance and the division and how strong it is when we, specifically when we're dealing with manas. And Vahodat Nan, this that we learned in the Mishnah, back to Shlichus. Okay, the laws of Shlichus. If someone sends a fire in the hand of a deaf mute, an insane person, or a mana, he's exempt. I'm based in can't make him pay, but he's He's liable in the heavenly courts. I, he, strictly speaking, he's responsible just for, just based on the structure of Torah law. Based in can't force him. Why can't they force him? Let's just analyze this for a second. So firstly, what happened? He gave his child matches and a fire or whatever, fire to play with. And the child goes and burns something down. He's not liable. But he's in call, make him pay. Yeah. He's liable. Um, says, However, this is, I mean, this is the key point for us. 
Okay, again, why is he not liable in that case? Why can't Beisdin make him pay? Because it's not his action that's doing the damage. You can't be liable. That's basically a drama. You can't be Beisdin can't make you pay where you didn't do the action directly. Um, so he says, on, now we move on. He says, What happens if you give it into the hand of a competent person? So I'll give you, I say, please go burn that guy's car down for me. How's that, you know? And you go and do it. The person who did it is Chayev. Shouldn't we say that the shaliach of a person acts on his behalf? So if I ask you to go and break, damage something for me, why should you be liable? I should be liable. You acting as my shaliach. But if you know that you're damaging something, yeah, still I'm asking you to do it. So that's. Can't have two people. But earlier I was talking about benefit. It's to benefit the children, it's to benefit the person. This is not to benefit the person. That could be. Uh, well, what, what's that? Why is that? Uh, why are you bringing that in? <laughs> so the Gemara says. So, so based on the laws of shlichus, you might say that. But it says shiny hasam da'in shliach litvara veira. We have a principle. There's no shliach for an aveira. Says why do Amrin and Divra Rav Divri Talmud Mishaimim? Because you have principle. The words of the master, I Hashem, and the words of the disciple, who are you going to listen to? I Hashem tells you don't damage. And I tell you, please go damage. I can always claim I wasn't sending you as a sh- The ones for it is, I can always claim I wasn't sending you as a shliach because I never ever thought you would listen to me. But you're going to listen to me over Hashem? And that's ridiculous. So, if I send you to do, if someone sends you to do an Aveira on, on their behalf, you are liable. The, the one who does the Aveira, not the sender. Now he says, Oh, well, what about the following mission? Now, just to understand this, um, if someone had money that was Hegdesh, now we know if you misappropriate Hegdesh funds, you transgress Me'ila. You have to pay back plus a fifth and bring a Korban Asher Me'ilas. So someone had money that was Me'ila money, had set aside money for the base of Me'ilash. And he forgot about it and he gave it to someone to buy him a shirt, a robe. And then that person went and bought a talus. They went, bought the wrong thing. What's the halacha there? So again, you generally, first, I mean, without coming on to Me'ila, I give you money to go buy me something and you don't carry out your shlichus. I remember this. Yeah, it comes up a, a few times, I think at least three times in chat. Um, here... Um, just to note, here it says Chagiga Me'ila touches on in a Dorim and Ksubos. I'm sure it comes up in Bamatsi where these Sugyuzot are. So it comes up a few times. So, if the Shaliach does not carry out his agency, he's the one who transgresses Me'ila. So, if you send someone and you say, Here's some money, please go buy me a shirt, and they go and buy you a jacket, and that turns out that money you forgot, because it's always by mistake, by Shlichos. It's always by mistake. By mistake. The one who bought the jacket, since it wasn't what he was sent to do, he's liable. He misappropriated. Shiny um, So the Gemara, the Balabai is 
Was it also Shrikhusa Barabai's mouth? However, if he does carry out the mission correctly, then the Barabai's transgresses at Kiosa Shrikhusa, the Barabai's mouth, Barabai's mere mouth. If he carries out the mission that the Barabai sends him to do, then in the Barabai's transgresses, my name is Shlechlet Barabai. Should we not say this? No, Shlechlet Barabai. Again, you send this guy to go buy you a jacket and he goes and buys your jacket, you'd say he's the one doing the Avera. So he should be liable. We say, no, you're liable because you sent him. Says no, we learn out between of between truma and meila, and just as by truma you can appoint a shliach, so to by meila you can appoint a shliach. So what do we see? By meila you say there is a shliach for an avera. So if you ask someone to, again by mistake, you ask someone to buy you something and the money you give them is Hegdeshvani and they do what you ask, they do what you ask them to do, you're liable. As, again, Shliach the, the, the sender. Even though the, even though the Shaliach does the Avera, it's the sender. It says, Why don't we learn it from him? I, sorry, why don't we use this as a precedent to say that there's always Shliach Litvara Again, we, you told, we based on Spora said, and Shliach Litvara we said because Divra Talmud me Shoimim. Now we're coming along and we want to say, why don't we use, so we say Me'ila is different because by Me'ila we learn it out from a Pasuk, Exarishova. Why don't we use Me'ila as a precedent to say that you're always high on Shliach Litvara because Meila and Shlichus Yad would be teaching us the same thing, and every time you have two psukim teaching the same thing, you can't learn it to other areas of the Torah. What Shlichus Yad is that if you're given something, you're not allowed to misuse it. If I ask you, please watch my cell phone, you're not allowed to use it. If I ask you to look after money, I ask you to watch my, watch my cow, you're not allowed to plow with it. Shlichus Yad is extending your hand and using it. Now, one of the main ramifications of Shlichus Yad is that as soon as you've done Shlichus Yad, you become fully responsible for it. So, interesting. If I gave you, I asked you as a favor, can you please watch my car for me? Unless you were negligent, you're not liable. You do me a favor. Show me a However, unless you're negligent. So, I say, uh, whatever. You, yeah. So, so someone de- crashes it, someone knocks the wind, breaks the window, whatever. Someone breaks, steals the radio. You'd be exempt unless you were negligent. However, if you've done shlichus yad, you extended your hand and tr- to take it for yourself to use it, you know, something like that, then you would be fully liable. So, so, so that's shlichus yad. So meila hada amran. We've just shown where we learn out that meila. We say shlichus letvaravera, shlichus yad mahi. But by shlichus yad, where do we see it? The Tanya, as we learned in a brisa, are called over pesha for any sin. Treat thought like master. If you just think about it, you think I ask you to watch my bicycle, and you just decide you haven't done anything. You decide you're going to ride it. Now you've done shlichus yad. Until you actually use it. If he doesn't send his hand. 
Right, so Beisir will hold this, you've got to do some action to it to make, to misappropriate the object you're supposed to wash. Now, Omru Beishamai le Beishila, Beishamai say to Beishila, Valon Emar, I'll call Dabba Pesha, but doesn't the Pasuk say for any act of Pesha, I even thought. So, Omru Lahem Beishila, Beishamai, Valon Emar, Emlo Shalach, Yodom Melech Israel. It says if he doesn't send his hand against his friend's property. And I, you've got to, basically Allah is saying, no, the Pasuk says, Yato, you've got to actually do something with it to become liable to this degree, to transgress Shlifus Yad. There's a Pardon? You're not discussing that? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying it's yeah. similar. No, I mean, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Something, they become sure. So yeah, the Shalia has to actually do something so they can be part of the, part of the process. I, I, kind of, I don't see the similarity. No, I'm not sure I have to think about it. But here, we, here we're discussing, if, if I give you my bicycle to watch, we know that if you shalach yad, at what point are you liable completely for it? And that's, so you want to say the same thing. You have to, you're saying you have to perform, according to you, you have to do a, you have to do a Kenyan or some act of ownership. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Just because land's very different to metaltali. Okay, I mean, but is that because you're using it? What happens? I'm saying if you pick it up to move it or you pump up the tires to look after it, yeah. that wouldn't be Shlifus Yad. It's where you're doing it to to make it yours or to use it yeah. illegally. Okay, okay uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Omru Beishamai le Beishilel. Beishamai say to Beishilel, Im Kain al Kol Dova Pesha Lamali. Oh, so then why does it say for any Dova Pesha? Because Ahmad have said only if he does it. How do we know if he says to his servant or his shliach? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that your principles of what's considered shliach yad. I'm just not sure if I want to compare it to land. But let's say, so instead of you going and taking the bicycle, you'd ask your friend to. says, can you go? Let's just assume pumping up the tires is considered shliach yad. You say, look, I'm a bit busy. I'd love to go riding with you later. Take that bark and go pump up the tires. Or you ask your servant, take that bark, bark and go pump up the tires. Now you might say, well, I'm not, I'm not liable. Ah, he did it. He's the one who was shalach yad against Melech Israel. So he says, no, that's a call to passion for any, even if you get a shalach to do it for you. So, the, so, so where are we holding at the moment? We've seen that Beishamai, uh, sorry, not Beishamai, we've seen that we said a general principle, Einschliach Ledvaravera. We came along and we said, oh, what about Ma'ila? We see the Ishliach Ledvaravera. If I ask you, if I give you Hegdesh money and ask you to go buy me a shirt and you go buy me a shirt, that's good Shlichus. And I am liable, the sender. So we see Yeishliach Ledvaravera. So we said, no, because there's two places where we learn that. The second one is Shlichus Yad. That means if I, I've got something that I'm supposed to look after and I ask you to go and... Um, Deal with it. <coughs> and I ask you to take it for me or whatever, then you're liable. So we see Yeishliach Litvaravera. So we have this principle of Yeishliach Litvaravera in two places. Where? Shluchus Yad and Me'ila. Therefore, it's limited to those two cases. You can't learn from there to the other areas of the Torah. Now, Tosfos, I think a few, I imagine a few, but Tosfos here asked an interesting question. We said, what's the source? What, where did we get Ein Shliach Litvara 
Mrs. Farah, it was, I can tell you, I never thought you'd listen to me. Hashem says, don't. And I tell you, do. I never thought you'd listen to me. So he says, well, Me'ila, that doesn't make sense because Me'ila is always by mistake. And how can I say, if I don't know that the money I'm giving you is Hegdesh money, how are you supposed to know that it's Hegdesh money? So how can you, how can you ever say, well, ha, you know, uh, I'm listening to Hashem. So that's what Tosa says. We're dealing with a there's no such thing as me'ila b'meizid. So im kain yeishliach l'dvaravayra the law shaykh l'meimah divrarav divrarav mishoyimim. We see that there is shliach l'dvaravayra even where this vara of divrarav divrarav tamid mishoyimim kiven shukayke. He's doing it by mistake. Okay, if the shliach knew it was hegdesh money, fine. But he didn't. I give him an envelope. I said, here's some money. Take it and go buy me a shirt. I forgot. I didn't know. I forgot that it was Hegdesh money, I only realized later. And he, obviously that's not a mistake. Um, and he brings another, so just if you just a bit further down, it says, says, even if the Shaliach remembers the Balabais is the one who transgressed Me'ila. So this would be a case, somehow, I give him the money, on the way to the shop, he realizes, I'm sure that money he had put aside his hegdesh, and he anyway goes ahead and buys the shirt. Now he's liable. So we learned that still the center is liable by Meila. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Yeah, uh, very, yeah. very good fast, uh, meaningful fast. Good, uh, and a good year.